Welcome, everyone, to the Guns, Gear, and Beer podcast. I'm your host, Derek Campbell, and welcome to part two of our discussion with uh, Don from Greenline Tactical. How are you doing tonight, Don? I'm doing good, man. Nope. Uh, last time, we were discussing a little bit about Don's history and uh, getting into night vision and what it would take. And tonight, we're going to be talking a little bit about the uh, more practical applications of night vision and the uh, many training services offered by Greenline Tactical and Tactical Night Vision Company. So how did you get into uh, teaching classes? Last time, we talked about your military service and getting involved with the industry. When did you begin uh, teaching others how to see in the dark? Um, as far as night vision training goes, um, I kind of got involved when a couple of friends of mine were actually working for, um, ITT at the time. I, when I, back when I was at the, the federal law enforcement training center, mm-hmm. um, they ran a law enforcement office that was right across the street from the front gate there for ITT. And they provided training in general. It was, it was kind of basic um stuff and it was general awareness about night vision and stuff like that and it was free you know of course you know it was a, like a marketing thing for itt and they 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 kind of headed up the sales too and stuff i think so i kind of just you know they were former sf buddies of mine and and uh so hanging out with them and just started helping them and doing that and we kind of came up with some other training programs and then when uh itt you know kind of shut that office down um, we kind of went out on our own, and we were doing it for a while, off and on, and that's how I originally met TNBC, was uh, during all that, and got to know the guys there, uh, Chip Lasky, Klasky, Klasky yeah. Tech, and uh, um, and and Victor, our, uh, um, our our owner, and met those guys then, and it's just been kind of you know progressing from there. I've always you know once I realized that even though I'd been wearing and using NVGs, you know, for a long time, ever since PBS sevens, um, my eyes were open that I really didn't know as much about it as, as I should know. And, you know, that was a time where we were just kind of figuring it out. So the three of us would go out, we would go pig hunting, we would go doing things and we were working out exercises and just, you know, studying stuff and ways to explain um, how to not only use the equipment, but leverage it to your advantage, if you will. You know what I mean? So it's not enough just to strap it on, but if you understand how it works, why it works, um, and and what its um, advantages and disadvantages are, if you know what I mean, it's it's a lot easier to um, to insert it into your um, your operational environment if you're if you're a you know, professional end user, like a SWAT team or a military guy or something like that. And, uh, you know, once, once you have even some basic knowledge and understanding, it, uh, it really opens up, um, a whole new world of using, you know, night vision and, and, and working at night. Yes. Yes. It's, uh, uh, I underestimated how much practice was required for when I first got into it. it a lot. And a lot of people think, especially just from, Hollywood and mainstream media, they mm-hmm. strap to your head and you, you're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost like relearning how, how to walk with them. 
yeah well there's that and then there's just knowing um things about light understanding light mm -hmm. you know like when when we teach our night fighter courses we talk about light and one of the things i describe is i i talk to you guys about considering light like you would it being terrain you know so if i'm walking around the mountains and i don't want to be seen i'm going to use things to mask me you know between me and, and an enemy or an opponent you know i'll do the same thing at nighttime i'll try to stay to the shadows and uh you know make sure that you know you are backlit so that i can see you and you can't see me you know or you've got the light in your eyes i'm in the shadows you know different things like that what tools do i have to help me penetrate into the even dark areas that that i can't see with my mvgs where you might be hiding you know just things like that using all those tools to my advantage you know because that's what it does it gives you the advantage it makes you see in the dark you know but yep. you know what do you do with it now that you can see in the dark what do you do you know what does that mean you know so those are the kind of things that we just stop and think about okay what does it mean you know how do we how do we give somebody that advantage 100 percent instead of kind of half asking them? absolutely what would you recommend or i've i've heard it both ways from various people and you're talking about uh being aware of your light is that i don't have any dual tubes however i've heard that one of the disadvantages of that is that you're less aware of your ambient light around you if you do have two tubes versus one i'll tell you this you know back when most of my experiences were with a pbs 14 i was very adamant that that was the best way to go for most people because and it still is in many situations a really really good way to go um because you do have one eye that still sees what everybody else sees you know so you're not you're able to say okay i'm i need to move over here into these shadows stay out of the light where i am you also know that hey i may feel like i can be seen but you know that guy over there he sees what my other eye sees and that's nothing you know so so yes um the other thing though with binocular night vision goggles is I'm not going to say depth perception because because technically you're looking at a flat screen, right? Um, you're not really, but you your eyes are both getting information. So your your brain is able to piece together what's going on more quickly and more efficiently. Yes, if you know what I mean. So yep. that's why you know guys who are door kickers and do CQB with nods for a living, you're almost across the board. If they can wear binoculars. That's what they're wearing because you can move faster and you can maintain more dexterity and you know when when things are moving quickly you're getting you know more and more information to make more and more decisions on the fly um and uh you know so i think anymore you know for the most part i would say you know binoculars are the way to go like we talked about you know last time you know budget is always a limiting factor no matter if you're a you know a consumer buying your own or whether you're a a SWAT team everybody's got a budget you know it's just some are bigger than others yeah you know? so i would say you are not handicapping yourself by having pbs 14s but you are probably giving yourself a little bit more of an advantage with you know sentinels or something like that um you just have to also be aware that uh you know i may have to try to pay attention a little bit more to the external surroundings so that i don't silhouette myself or something like that because it may not be as obvious to you if you're wearing binoculars and have you ever gotten to play with the uh four tube gp and vgs at all not a whole lot i have looked through them and just just for like an evening um they are phenomenal they give you 
um, what is it? I believe it's a 94, no, it's a 94 degree field of view. Yeah. Versus 40 with either or, either or binocular or monocular is still 40 degrees. So wow. uh, it does. Would, would, would you say that that field. outweighs the um, extra size and weight of them? Um, I don't know. You know, I haven't done any real operational stuff with them, but you know, guys that I that I do know that have uh, you know spent quite a bit of time using that, they only use them for specific types of things where it's going to be short and quick, and they really need that extra, um, you know, field of view and and detail. Um, not something they're going to wear all night long unless there's a real good reason for it. Yep. Um, you know, plus, I mean, gosh, those things cost more than my my pickup truck on the drive i know yeah. so expensive <laughs> it's like, you know i mean yeah even even if you're a government user i mean if they break they can't be repaired they have to be sent back so who knows when you get a, get a fresh pair of them yeah yeah um beaver in the comments asks has any of our guys ever run into combatants with nods in any of our current theaters um, I'm sure they have. Um, I know I've been in, in, uh, you know, on, on missions will be found night vision, um, devices, not, not actually being used, but either cached or stashed and recovered them off of objectives or, you know, in in bad guys, um, you know, anecdotally, I've talked to guys who are pretty sure that, you know, somebody had, you know, had to have had it because there's no way they could have seen us otherwise kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so it, I mean. They are out there, um, you know, U.S. night vision, you know, gets either taken off of, you know, dead soldiers or from, you know, you know, accident scenes or, you know, stolen from, you know, shipments that are that are being, you know, trucked from place to place. You know, so, you know, the stuff is out there and, you know, in the enemy's hands, plus, you know, the um, the European, you know, stuff out there not saying the europeans aren't trying to not to let that happen but there just is so much out there there is so many different ways that you know i mean when i've heard that the the eu doesn't have uh, any kind of itar like we do on night vision i wouldn't say that's 100 percent true just because i have been uh involved in importing some you know a a, uh, um like a, a foresight type device that uh we always had to have an end user agreement um, from this was coming the UK though. I don't know if it was just EU, um, but I think some countries are, you know, definitely trying, but then there are probably other countries that aren't trying that hard. And, and uh, since the EU is kind of like, you know, in some places like States, you know, once it crosses yeah. one, one, one state line, who knows what happens with it or, you know, if, you know, and then stuff just gets stolen. You know, just, you know, I mean, if I was a terrorist organization, I'd have people out there trying to steal stuff, you know, wherever they can. Oh, absolutely. Technology. On a slightly lighter note, what would you say some of the uh, craziest and or scariest things you've seen as an instructor? Oh, you're talking about in a training class. Yeah, you cut out for a second there. Scary, dangerous, and what? Or or what you've seen other instructors do. Mm, Yeah, see, now you get me to point, point to dime out other people um, <laughs> um i would say that whatever the death blossom dance was pretty scary <laughs> um you know there there's just uh i i really do think that you know even though a lot of guys out there you know get 
crap talked about them by other other guys. Um, you know, I really do believe that, you know, for the most part, people try to run as safe of a of a range as they can. You know, uh, sometimes something just happens and, you know, you look backwards and you're know, like, well, gosh, I could have done this or this and maybe prevented that um, from happening. But at the time, you, you think you're doing everything, you know, you can or you followed all your your protocols. And, uh, you know, something still happened. But uh, I don't know. I mean, you'll see every once in a while somebody will post a video like like the dude with the knife or whatever that shot the, the shot ceiling. The ceiling. Yeah. That, was, that, was, yeah, that, was that was hilarious. Um, yeah. Things like that. It's like I don't understand how you can make a video of yourself and and not like preview it or something. It's like, oh, man, maybe I shouldn't put that out there. You know, maybe, maybe I, I should be screwing something up, but, you know. But but actually putting it out as a video as if this is the right this is what right looks like. You know? That's that's the scary part. You know, it's not so scary to me that the guy will screw up once in a while. It's scary that he'll put it out there and say, This is what you should be doing. This this is what should be happening. Yeah, you know, pay me so I can me, teach you how to do this unsafe thing as well. You know, doing something, you know, silly. You know, of course that's an indicator right there to me that, you know, that's that's the norm. In, in his classes so that that should be a clue i think and i think everybody caught on in this guy's case yes yes um, but yeah so i mean i'm maybe i'm too nice of a guy i'm, I'm you know <laughs> when it comes to that I, I try to i try to give everybody at least the, the benefit of the doubt you know i may think something somebody's doing is dumb or maybe because i think it's irrelevant or has no context to any anything anybody you know wants but uh, you know that's not always for me to judge either you know because i'm sure you know, there are things that I teach that, you know, my students may think is great, but other people looking at it from, well, why would they ever need that? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, jumping back to hog hunting, because that's something I'm, I'm definitely hoping to get into. Uh, what would you say is more uh, important for someone looking to get into that, a decent uh, pair of night vision or a decent thermal? Wow. That depends, I think, almost entirely on where you're going. Um so I live in Jacksonville, Florida. We're in northern Florida. We're in the south. It's pretty wooded here um, and just about everywhere we hunt. So getting a long shot across the pasture or field is not something we're going to um, probably get a chance to do. So the way our hunting style uh, is adapted to that, we basically wear bump helmets and, and sentinels usually, and we patrol. Just like we're patrolling for bad guys. You know, lasers on the on our ARs, um, 300 blackout compressed, and we'll carry a handheld thermal monocular. And when we come to a clearing or we just want to look down the road or scan, we'll scan for heat signatures. But we'll do just about everything under knots. The guys out in the Texas area where, you know, it tends to be wide open, they can use a di different hunting style. They can pull up somewhere and just kind of scan a, a large field. Or maybe just sit there and wait because they know that, you know, around midnight they're all going to start showing up. You know, that lends itself more to, you know, thermals and, um, you know, yeah. thermal scopes. Um, guys, coyote hunting out west, same thing. Thermals seem to be what they've found works, you know, better for them. A lot of guys will still have, you know, PBS 14s and, and use those to, to scan as well. But uh, so I would say it kind of depends. A lot on the terrain and the style of hunting. Um, like have said, you ever hunted out of one of those uh, platform trucks? Um, I've I've been in one, but we used it to get to and from 
different locations and then we dismounted but yeah out in texas we would ride in the back and you know it's more more of a mode of transportation than a you know like to shoot off the back of it it was a flatbed truck with some with some uh, old truck you know seats bolted down in the back of it that is awesome what is the uh for those at home uh what are the next classes that uh Greenline tactical will be teaching and where for anyone who might be interested um well Greenline, um i've got a combat carbine no i've got a a designated marksman course in leesburg florida in august it's the beginning of august first weekend let me think here um actually caleb causey from lone star medics and i are doing a co-class it's a defensive pistol and um everyday carry edc trauma type class so it'll be um basically over the weekend one full day of uh defensive pistol shooting and one full day's worth of uh of trauma management and and, uh, and stuff like that and that'll be in st augustine florida the 8th and 9th of july next month coming up awesome that's the next thing on my radar and then uh october's kind of big got two classes a combat carbine in st augustine florida and then another one out in texas in, in uh, bastrop texas Awesome. And uh, anyone who's interested, where can they go to get more information on those? They can either find me on Facebook, uh, Greenline Tactical. They can go to greenlinetactical.com. I apologize. It's not the best website in the world, but there's a schedule. Um, there's at least a schedule there. And uh, or like I said, I'm all over Facebook and Instagram uh, as uh, Greenline Tactical. Or you can look me up, Don Edwards. I've got a couple of pages. Um, see, TMBC has a, a, a night fighter open enrollment course uh, the last weekend of September, since we've been talking about night vision the whole night. Um, that's, uh, the, I think it's 29th and 30th, but it's on TMBC's website. So okay. uh, Friday night, Saturday night. It's in Alliance, Ohio. Uh, cool. Yeah, it's, uh, I love that place. It's a great place to uh, to do those types of classes. Um, the guys that Joe that runs the place is a, a super dude, lets us do whatever we need to do out there. Awesome. Uh, before we wrap things up here for tonight, uh, someone mentioned, I'm, I'm assuming it's in relation to the post that uh, Klasky made earlier about uh, turning possible combatants into pirates <laughs> if uh, rules of engagement prevents otherwise. <laughs> okay, so, and what was their, what was their question? Uh, have you ever done it? Have I ever done it? Not intentionally, um, <laughs> but... Uh... Um, there, there may be, um, you know, that was kind of uh, a tongue in cheek kind of thing, but, uh, you know, have I ever, you know, lasered somebody in the eye? I don't you know, probably inadvertently, but you know, probably if, uh, if I'm pointing a laser in your face, I'm probably shooting too, but uh, <laughs> bullets are accompanying the laser. Yeah. Yeah. You can't see the laser. You just see the, the camera flash, but, uh, but, uh, no, that was, uh, I saw a little bit of, a. Couple of people, I guess, didn't care for that too much, but uh, you know what? <laughs> it's the internet. Just about all of our normal customers thought that was funny. So I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, after all, we give out patches to say "lights out, motherfucker." Yeah. If, if that bothers you, sorry. <laughs> this uh, we're not the company for you. Yeah, maybe. You know. Yeah. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Awesome, Don. Well, thank you for coming. All on. right, man. I had a blast. Before we get out of here, you want to give your uh, social media outlets one last plug for people to go on? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, Facebook, 
I'm, uh, I have a Green Line Tactical, or you can look me up, Don Edwards, on there. I have a professional page. You can follow that. I need to probably get more content up there. And uh, Instagram, I'm pretty fairly active on Instagram as Green Line Tactical. Uh, try to, you know, post something every every day or so about what's going on, what I'm doing, um, either either shooting or even what's going. You'll see some of the stuff that that we're doing every day at TVC because you know since I'm I'm there every day, we'll just uh, snap some pictures of what we're doing and sometimes post them up on our personal pages. Awesome, awesome, and. Uh... For those listening, if you'd be at all interested, we just recently released Guns, Gear, and Beard t-shirts. We have stickers on the way, and we also have uh, free iPhone wallpapers or Android available at MoGuns.com. You can jump on and download if you'd like our sweet logo on your phone all the time. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and for those in the live show who have been commenting and giving us some awesome questions. I had a blast tonight, Don. I hope that you can come on again soon. Yeah, just let me know, man. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you next time. This episode of Guns, Gear, and Beer is sponsored by SouthpawTactical.com. Use code MOGUNS for a discount and to support this podcast.